Welcome to the Green Heart Living Podcast with your host, Elizabeth Hill. I'm very pleased to be talking with Edwin Aristor, who is a co-author in our book, Redefining Masculinity. Edwin, it's so good to see you today. Thank you, Liz, for having me. So I, I absolutely loved your chapter, and I'm so grateful to have you be part of this collaborative work. Um, your chapter is entitled Honoring My Masculinity. And I'd love to hear from you what drew you to be part of this project. What was the draw for you? Yeah, absolutely. So when I think about like what inspired me to take on this project, when Davison approached me about it, one of my main mantras that I want to do over the past couple of years is be comfortable doing something uncomfortable. So mm. putting myself out there, being vulnerable in written form was something that I was excited to take on. But when I decided to look at this a little bit more deep, it was more about just kind of legacy and providing something for my son. So the way I opened my chapter is that my father passed away when I was about three years old old. And that's the only memory I have of him. I don't have anything written. I don't have any videos of him, anything along those lines. So when I think about my son, who was born in October of last year, you know, providing him an opportunity just to kind of see into my life and my mindset and just understand a little bit of my journey. I just wanted to give him that opportunity to see that for him. Um, and then just for other men, just be open and to be vulnerable and to put themselves out there because a lot of people go through a lot of challenges as well as triumphs. So having that opportunity to be vulnerable in my sharing, just hopefully it can inspire and empower other men to do the same. Yeah, I absolutely loved in reading your chapter that it is written in, with that legacy in mind of really, what do you want to have your son know about you and share? And I, I thought, what a loving gift that is that you've, you've done that for him. That's so beautiful. How old is he now? About five months now. <laughs> Growing, he's happy, he's smiling. It's, it's been such a blessing outside mm -hmm. of COVID and all the craziness that's happened in this world. And just unfortunately, the passing of a lot of people and just the economy and just you know, the country being crippled. One mm -hmm. of the silver linings is being able to watch him grow over the past couple of months because I'm not in the office. I'm able to be at home. You know, when I have small pockets here and there, I can spend a little bit more time with him because if I was back in the office, you know, traveling, you know, on the commute to New York City, waking up at seven, leaving at eight, coming back home at seven, eight o'clock, I won't see him grow. So this is one of the silver lines. So actually watch him grow and see those milestones. That's so lovely. I know that you talk a bit about really being vulnerable and being open. What do you want people to know about masculinity in general? Like how to view it, how we're, if we could envision a different way of being masculine, what is that to you? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a great question. So when I think about masculinity, I think about a couple of things, about being open, being vulnerable, being powerful, being someone of integrity, just looking at a lot of values. I think, you know, we have that old archaic viewpoint of, you know, the person smoking the cigarette, um, being super rugged, super stoic, not sharing any feelings, hard to read. And I feel that's almost you know, has led to a lot of toxic masculinity because men hasn't been able to open themselves up because one of the mantras you hear a lot is hurt people hurt people. You know what I mean? So yeah. if there's an opportunity for people to be open, to share their emotions, their insecurities, um, to share themselves openly, for me, it's just been a sense of clarity and freedom and just liberty. You know, I, I was that person that, you know, didn't show any emotions, my way or the highway, just being a jerk, being, you know, nasty in relationships and different things along those lines. And I just saw the impact it made with my 
relationships, partners, coworkers, colleagues. But when I started tapping into my own power of being vulnerable, being open, being powerful, there's such a level of clarity, such a deeper and more intimate relationships with at work, with my wife, with my family and friends. I think that just opens a lot of doors that allows people to heal and just be a stand for love. Because right now, you know, with our divided nation, I think there needs to be a little bit more love. Amen to that. What do you think has made the difference? Because when I read the chapter and knowing you as I know you now, it's hard for me to hear that as you talk about like going to the clubs and things like that. I'm like, what? It doesn't, like, who is this person? So what made the difference for you? What, what shifted? You know, it's working in a stressful corporate job. You know, I've been blessed with amazing opportunities, but you know, not being able to open and be vulnerable about what was some of the challenges I was going through at work or some certain relationships. I decided to numb myself by going to the clubs, partying, drinking. And then at the end of the day, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. And at the end of the day, I wasn't liking who I was and who Mm -hmm. I became at that point. And through a lot of, you know, therapy, self-development work, like Landmark, Momentum, Next Level, you know, speaking to coaches, being open with other men to understand their journeys. I think that just opened a lot for me to really showcase who I am and to be really authentic to myself and to relationships I have in my life. And I think over the past, maybe three to four years, it's just been since a level of clarity I have and just being open, being authentic, you can just feel the energy. Um, And that's the person I want to be. Because before then, you know, just being numb, not really showing any emotions, not showing any vulnerabilities or insecurities, it just really negatively impacted a lot of relationships. So I try to leave with love now. And the process of writing, what was it like to write the chapter for you? <laughs> I realized that, you know, I did a lot of writing in high school and college, but then working corporate America, all my writing has been, you know, just corporate emails. You know, I, I work in sales, so having a lot of sales conversations, selling emails, um, trying to influence people. I think it's helpful from a business sense, but I think I kind of lost that creativity muscle to write about more about my life, about stories, about the hero's journey, just anything outside of business and corporations. I think it really stretched me. You know, I had my wife as my editor-in-chief, um, so she was really helpful to provide some really great constructive feedback, but I think for me, it was just letting it flow. I think I haven't let it flow in a really long time, and having some, you know, writing prompts and really dig deep into, you know, my childhood about, you know, pivotal moments in my life, I think it just opened a lot for me just to get back into that flow, and I think I actually want to write another book, maybe something dedicated to my mother about other masculinity themes, so I think that's something I really want to take on again because this allowed me to do that because I was so uncomfortable to start writing mm-hmm. about my life. <laughs> it takes courage to write and to share it and and it sounds like you've gotten the bug now. I can relate <laughs> to getting that. But there's a, yeah, there's so much available in in writing and sharing our stories. And you really you were co- very courageous in what you share in your chapter. And I want to acknowledge you Appreciate for that. that. And I'm excited to get to share it with others, have other men of all different ages and backgrounds be able to read this because it does take courage to put yourself out there to do the work as you have through coaching and therapy. And it sounds like it feels so much better to be where you are now than where you were before. Absolutely. I I think the, the words I love to use is clarity and freedom, just more clear 
and my intentions for my life, for my family, just to be free to be myself and not to feel that I need to take heart to the judgments of others. I am authentic to who I am. I'm integrity to who I am. So I don't allow outside critics to dictate my life because I know I'm in the read in the arena. You know, my face is marred with dirt and I'm out there. And I think, you know, people are powerful in this world. They're the ones that's vulnerable. They let you into their lives and they're confident in who they are. And they just want to make sure that they can inspire and empower other people to do the same. Well, thank you so much for being that, that leader in the world of embodying that. And thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I acknowledge you and Davison to take on this huge project and to really make an impact in this world. I think we're, you know, a small little fry to help to a little small dent in this universe, but I think it's going to help transform men's lives. So I really acknowledge you for creating this project and your publishing platform. It's been a blast and look forward on to the next one. To find out more about Green Heart Living, visit us on our website at www.greenheartliving.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash greenheartliving. This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network.